Million Dollar Practice Builder Show. As John Nesbitt here, so it's a Sunday evening. I figured I'd do a quick little live video. I've got something that occurs to me or used to occur to me uh, on Sunday evenings um, was this thing I call Sunday Night Dread. Uh, it's when you, you have an occupation, a profession, situation in your work life where uh, you, you look forward to the weekends and Fridays you just can't wait to escape uh, whatever the situation is. And you go to in the weekend, you do something great on Saturday, you do something good on Sunday, but as Sunday starts to get older, and later in the day, you start to have this dread feeling kind of turn on, uh, you know, kind of start to happen in your life. You go, oh, yeah, I got to go tomorrow to the place and do the thing. Okay, that's called Sunday Night Dread. I made up the name. That's what we're going to call it. That Sunday Night Dread, um, it's a kind of unusual thing. Think about it. You're a practice owner. I'm assuming if you're watching this, you're, you're a practice owner or, you're, you know, you, you've got this line of pressure. You're, you know, unlike most uh, employees or whatever who might – hate their boss or they got to work or something. You are the work. You are the guy. You're the, the, the guy who created this entire thing. And you actually have learned, I've started to dread your own creation, showing up on Monday to the things, oh yeah, the same old problems and all that stuff that happens, right? If you've got that, where you're starting to dread the thing you've created just a little bit uh, and you're the boss, uh, you've got a problem. So look, I, I've got, it's actually, it, this is sort of a, this is a human level problem. This is something which, which is innate to all people. Um, and in this particular case, I'm going to tell you where, where that comes from, where that Sunday night dread comes from and, and better yet, what you can do about it. Uh, because, you know, so what if you know what, what causes it, can you fix it so that you can be more enthusiastic and like a real go-getter and like, you know, you see these Grant Cardone guys and these super enthusiastic mega entrepreneur guys, and they just seem to love what they do. And they, they work 24 hours a day and they just can't get back to work. They don't ever seem to have a Sunday night dread. They never seem to have a point where they go, Oh, this kind of sucks. Uh, okay. So I'm going to get into it here. So there's, it's one of two things happening. We're going to cover the first one, the least likely one I'm going to cover first. That is that you're not working on your own personal purpose line. That it's something you just, eh, you don't really like doing this, right? Uh, it's not for you. It's not your line, your favorite line of work. You'd rather be doing, you know, something else, some other line of work, right? You're kind of gang pressed into this line of work. And maybe, uh, maybe some of you guys ended up that way. You went into went into school, um, got trained to heal people, and it really wasn't your idea. Maybe it was dad's idea or mom's idea, and you sort of went along with it. Now you're sort of stuck because now you've been trained to do this one thing, and you're sort of stuck in that business, right? All right. I know that's very – it's going to be a very, very small percentage of you guys uh, that you're actually off purpose because, you know, healing people is innately something that, that people like to do. Like you take someone in the street who's not even trained – uh, as a healer of any kind, and if they think they can help someone, they will, right? So it's kind of built in as part of the human condition. So showing up and realizing what it is you do as a purpose in life, um, you know, remember the purpose of it, which is to heal people, to help people, to help them regain their lives, help them enjoy a better quality of life going forward, ease pain. There's so many good things that are so basic and almost spiritual about what you do that it's hard to believe that you'd have a problem with being that having a, a bad purpose, you're working in the wrong line of work, right, would be the reason. So that's least likely. If that's your problem, you need to actually go back and rediscover what it is you like about doing this line of work. What do you like? What are your favorite success stories? What, what's the greatest results that you like to see and get with people? Not a dollars and cents thing because you can so, it's funny, you get into a business and you, most people just love that, that one part where you just do the thing, right? I just do the doctoring. 
but there's so many other parts, finance and marketing, yada, yada, administration, hiring and training and all that crapola that gets in the way of doing the thing you like to do. Well, go back to that and find that one thing. Okay, remind yourself of what it is. All this other crapola has to be done. This administrative stuff has to be done. Otherwise, the thing doesn't happen. But, you know, you have to remind yourself sometimes underneath all of that, it's those people that you're helping under there and those success cases that you've done where you go, yeah, I know I made a difference in that person's life. I know I saved their life. I know I, I turned their life around. I kept them away from where they were headed in a bad way. And I know even if they don't fully acknowledge it, you know what you did for them, right? So you have to, if you have a problem with the purpose, just reconnect with that, okay? So that's the first but least likely thing that you have wrong. Um, I mean, that can help you overcome even the second thing a little bit, but the second thing, this is a little trickier uh, because it takes a little more introspection, okay? Um, that it just simply means that there's something in your business, there's some, if you've got the Sunday night dreads and you're working on the purpose you like, there's, but you don't want to go in tomorrow, it just means very simply, there's something or several things in your business which you have not figured out how to handle. You don't know what to do about it. It's a confusion. It's a wondering. I'm not sure. It's an instability point. It's something where you go, I'm not really sure if how to, oh, I got, should I hire, fire Sally or keep Sally? I don't know, you know, because you don't really know how to rehire anybody new. Uh, so maybe the next person will be worse than Sally. So maybe we should keep Sally and just make do with it, right? Even though she's terrible, she may be better than the next person, which really means you don't know how to hire properly or you don't know how to train properly, right? Or, oh, you know, we're, we're down our numbers this month. I'm not sure, it's, you know, we're, we're, uh, the last two, three consultations I had walked out, there are people I could help, but they had no money or gave me an objection I couldn't handle. Uh, they went home to talk to the wife and never came back again. You know, you have these failed care plans or failed closes where you, you didn't even get a chance to close them or you, you failed to close somehow, right? And you're kind of wondering, and that can stick with you for a long time. Like, gee, you know, what if I can't close the next person who comes in? Or what if, what if, this, what if they're all this way? And people start inventing weird ideas that, oh, everybody in my town has no money. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's not usually true, right? Not, not in America anyway. So anyway, um, it just means you got to identify what is it in your business? What areas are you having trouble with? Trouble solving the problem. Like you, like you don't know for sure what to do. And I'm going to tell you, it could be quite a few things. If you look at any organization, there are 21 different distinct activities. Finance, marketing, um, uh, delivery, uh, quality control, uh, training, uh, hiring. I mean, they're just umpteen things that you can do uh, that are all part of it, right? Odds are you're really good at probably the delivery part, the part where you actually deliver the, the care and get a result. And you're probably pretty good at quality control if something goes wrong in the delivery part in order to fix that. But it's gonna, what's going to hurt you, what's going to make you hate going to work are the other ones, the ones that aren't as sexy or fun. Oh, if your accounting is bad and you don't really know what your account receivables are or the insurance companies are owning you because you don't get your documentation ready or, or whatever could be wrong, right? You actually have to first, the first step in handling this, the first step is to identify those areas that you suck in. Everybody's got their strengths and weaknesses. Pick those weaknesses and identify them. Say, you know what? The part that I wish I would wave a magic wand and fix, I wish I had someone who could do this billing right for me. I wish I had someone who could train somebody. I wish I had a good sales closing process that worked more often than not, that I knew would work, right? Figure out what that area is, okay? Just naming it, just realizing what it is will bring you a little bit of relief because now you've got the thing targeted. It's not just a big general, I hate going to the office. No, it's 
well, I love going to the office because of the purpose and this and that, and these parts I'm good at, but yeah, these two or three things over here aren't so good. So now you've taken it from being a big general dread to problem areas, right? And we just think of those as things that are going to be solved next. That's how you should look at those, those areas, right? Whatever you come up with, those are the things you're gonna solve next. Now, how do you solve those things, right? You just... The Million Dollar Practice Builder Show.